0: Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's reading is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 20. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. The faith of Abraham. Is so remarkable because he does something that you and I will never have to do. He obeys God without any prior knowledge of God's faithfulness. God comes to Abram and he tells him to leave Ur and go to a land that God will show him. In essence, God says to Abram, leave your family, leave civilization, leave all that you know, leave your job, and just go until I tell you to stop. Now, you and I have the benefit of the Bible, the record of God's faithfulness. We've seen it in our own lives. But there is nothing in the text that indicates any sort of previous relationship between Abram and God. However, there's plenty in the text that would make Abram seem justified in questioning God. His wife is barren. He has no heir. In that, that culture, that would have been a shameful thing. Abram could have said, God, why me? You've not been good to me. Why should I follow you? But he doesn't. God calls him to a land that is occupied. Abram could have said, why can't I go somewhere else? However, Abraham simply obeys. That's what faith is. God calls Abram to break away from everything that could compete with God for love. He tells Abram to leave his land so that God can give him a nation. He tells Abram to forsake his family so God can give him a heritage. But at the core, God is telling Abram to forsake himself so that God can give himself to Abram. What God is forcing Abram to do is to rely completely and only on God. Too often in our lives, we treat faith like a safety net. But what Abram shows us is that faith is trusting so fully in God that we follow Him without the need for any sort of a safety net. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? God is intending a blessing that will put an end to the curse. Now, this is a major turning point in the Bible and in the book of Genesis. We see the perfect creation of the world in Genesis 1 and 2, and then we see the entrance of sin in chapter 3. Since the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4, we've seen how deeply sin affects the world and how widespread it is. Even with a global judgment in the flood, things have continued to get worse. Chapter 11 of Genesis contained God's judgment on humanity at Babel. And now in the story of Abram, we see the continuation of God's promise from Genesis chapter 3. Since the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, things have not gotten better. If anything, they've gotten worse. And yet God has remained faithful. He has stayed true to His word and continued to show kindness to a world that has repeatedly rejected Him. Grace is grace because it's undeserved. Sometimes we read the stories of Genesis and God acts in ways that we don't understand and we're quick to label him as harsh or unfair. But don't miss that behind the scenes in everything God has been doing, God has been repeatedly acting to show love and mercy to the world. And now in his provision of Abram, And the line of Abram, God is going to send one who's not just going to bless Abram and his family, but through whom all of the world will be blessed. The second question we want to ask ourselves is what does this passage reveal to me about myself and humanity in general? Genesis 12, 1 9 is, in my opinion, one of the most staggering examples of faith in all the Bible. Abram leaves everything and follows the word of God. But before the chapter ends, we see a great lapse of faith. Abram trusted God enough to leave everything and go to Canaan. But when he got to Canaan, there was a famine and he did not trust God enough to care for him through the famine. Abram no longer clings to God. He now relies on his own cunning and ingenuity. Abram and Sarai go down to Egypt And Abram devises a plan that he thinks will protect Sarai. He'll claim that she's his sister. Now, in the ancient Near East, it would have been customary for any potential suitor to ask permission to marry a woman from her nearest relative. So Abram thinks this is a fail-safe plan. If anybody wants to take Sarah, they'll have to ask his permission, and he'll simply say no. Well, the problem is the Pharaoh falls for her, and Pharaohs don't ask permission. Eventually, God has to intervene and protect Sarai and Abram. You know, Pharaohs don't usually respond well to being lied to and made a mockery of. That he did not kill Abraham demonstrates God's tremendous faithfulness and protection. The lesson for us is that we cannot ever let our past successes give us permission for present disobedience. Sometimes we're tempted to think that if we do well for a season, we can relax for a little bit of time. If we follow God and we honor Him really well for a period of time, that somehow we can just ease and coast for a little bit. But this episode in the life of Abram is a vital reminder that there's never a time when we can trust in ourselves, and we always need to trust in God and rely fully on Him. Well, The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? In verse 6, Abram comes to the land of Shechem, to a site called Mora. It was a sacred site. Since Morah means teacher, this is probably a site where people would go to confront oracles. And it's here that Abram builds an altar to God. Don't miss what Abram is doing. Abram is going into a pagan land and he is planting a flag for the kingdom of God. He's going to a place of pagan worship, and he is building an altar to the one true God. Through our obedience and allegiance to God, we, as God's people, our task is to stand in defiance against the systems of this world and to declare that we're not a part of its kingdom, but we're a part of God's kingdom. What's interesting to me is the only architecture that would remain from Abram's life was the altars that he built. Our greatest legacy in life is not one of effort or achievement. It's one of faith and of worship. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us Monday as we'll discuss Genesis chapter 13, verse 1, to chapter 14, verse 24. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, Take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. I'm going to live so God can use me anytime, anywhere. I'm going to live so God can use me anytime.